All right, welcome back to Cops One Donut. I am your host, Eric Levine, and today I got an all-star panel with me. As usual, Banning Sweatland, deputy out of Texas. What's up, Banning? What's up, man? I got Dominic Izzo, uh, the biggest pain in the ass on social media, uh, Chicago area retired police officer. How you doing, buddy? Doing fantastic. How are you? Sharp dressed man as usual. You're welcome. I love it. And then we have a newcomer today uh, from the Suffering Podcast. Make sure you guys check that out. Kevin Donaldson. What's up, brother? What's happening, guys? Oh, you know, we're just uh, trying to bridge gaps and reach the community and have some educational stuff go on. We got people already chiming in. Uh, April says, hello. Ozarks says, evening, gents. What's up? Uh, oh, Greg Greg uh, graced us with his presence this time, Banning. He he missed the last show, and he <laughs> made sure to message me. He's like, hey, man, sorry I missed the last one. He's like, unforgivable. Got Jim Krause in the house. Uh, Sarah Nichols says hi to April, not to us. I guess we're just chopped liver over here. <laughs> so tonight I am sipping some smoke wagon, but not just any smoke wagon. I am drinking their holiday version that's why it's all Christmas themed today, guys. I, I, I kind of went with this Christmas theme theme bottle, got the Christmas theme background. Um, now Sarah's going down the line. She's saying hello to everybody. <laughs> Andrew says good evening from the People's Republic of Washington. How's it going, Andrew? Uh, oh, let me let me let me do this uh, for my Facebook users. I'm going to post a link here. If uh, if your name's showing up on the chat and you see it says Facebook user, click this link here. Um, I just posted it in the, in the chat. It will release the security that Facebook protects your name from. So then we can see who we're talking to. You don't have to, just a suggestion. Uh, for those that don't know, what we do here um, on this is a body cam review. Basically what we do, we've all got a level of experience, which we will get into uh, when it comes to law enforcement. And rather than sit back and Monday morning quarterback, we're going to actually watch some body cam video footage that we've never seen before. And as we go through it, um, we're going to give you like how we would be responding to the call as it develops. So then that way we're not sitting back, you know, with a 360 view of an officer and saying, well, you should have done this, should have done that. We may do that afterwards. Just depends on how egregious it is. But while it's happening, we're giving you that perspective of what we're doing uh, as police officers. And you will see that, you what? Oh, <laughs> my wife just came in. She goes, I need my car keys. Um, hey, go ahead. <laughs> you will see that. <laughs> it's live, folks. What are you going to do? Um, you will see that each of us, we are trying to get to the same goal, but we all have different paths that we can take, uh, which to me is the beauty of being a police officer. Like you're, you're your own boss in a way. You can get to that end goal the way that you see fit and that works for you. Um, that's why we always say we all have these tools and each of us use these different, we pick the tools we want to use on our tool belt and we set the other ones to the side. They may not work for us. Like with Izzo, everything, you know, when you're a hammer, everything's a nail, right, buddy? Not anymore. (laughs) I'm a velvet glove. Kidding me? That's what happens when you leave. It's like, you're no longer a Hulk smash hammer. You still look like a Hulk smash hammer though, sir. It's called I'm fat. No, no, I think you're. A I switched from gym rat mentality to powerlifting mentality, so I don't have to lose my gut and just yeah. go. I'm a powerlifter. What are you talking about? It's but bulking. We're bulking this year. Yeah, you <laughs> Banning's been bulking for five. I've been years. bulking for a long time. <laughs> I'm gonna have to use that one as you get older. The the uh, the gym becomes a little bit more difficult. 
right. I want people to kind of buy in to to our backgrounds and stuff like that. So, Izzo, give a quick background of your expertise and what you specialized in as a police officer. Uh, law enforcement. I was got sworn in in March of 2001, and I pulled the plug in 2019. Uh, specialty was always defensive tactics and community policing, which is a redundant term because community policing just shouldn't exist. It's just policing. Uh, I worked in an area that was caught in between Chicago and Milwaukee. So we got everything from all the trash they chased out. Um, and uh, I've been everything from an FTO to a DUI specialist, uh, juvenile instructor. My certification list is long, but of course, the suburb guys, unlike city guys, we do uh, everything. Unlike, hey, hook them, and then somebody else goes process them. So I did uh, everything from start to finish. Um, and uh, yeah, I had a great time doing it. Excellent. Bane. Command staff. There you go. Sorry. I <laughs> know you're good, brother. I think uh, you're on a long list of those. <laughs> Yeah, Mine's not uh not as half impressed as his is, but uh anyway, working on my twenty first year, I've been in since two thousand two. Uh, most of the time was patrol. Did a lot of my time in Halton City and Canine. Uh, got to assist several agencies for narcotics and tracking. Uh, again, most of my time was patrol, and I love patrol. Uh, running for sheriff now up here in Jack County. Hell yeah! All right, Kev, your turn, brother. <laughs> Where do I start? Uh, sworn in June 19th, 2001. Was in the academy on the fateful day of September 11th. I got to see uh, New York, New Jersey, metropolitan area. The world change. Um, my specialty, I, I was one of these weird individuals who loved going out and doing traffic accidents, uh, investigating fo- fatal motor vehicle accidents. So that was my forte. But like uh, Swetland there, I was, I was patrolling. I love patrol. You got a little bit of everything, and I'm in a small little suburban town. Um, June 10th, 2013, I respond to a domestic call, and I went to work on the 10th, left work on the 11th, never went back because uh, a bullet got volleyed past me and just it, it took me down every every bad rabbit hole known to man. So, you know, after... I spent a good portion of my uh, trying to drink my uh, problems away. I, I came out of it and it became um, became a real strength for me. But, you know, you took me out of the uniform, but you never took the uniform out of me. So I am thoroughly involved in the first responder world, specifically the police and veteran. And I just try to show that uh, how to overcome adversity through uh, just talking it out, you know, and we do it in a we do it in the regular cop way, you know, um, we poke fun at some things probably we shouldn't poke fun at, but it's usually trying to lighten the mood. So I appreciate what everybody here does. Cause I've watched all your stuff today. Excellent. Excellent. And for those that don't know me, cause we tried to mix our audiences up in this. Um, we got part of Banning's Izzo's and, uh, Kevin's here from the suffering podcast stuff. And, um, I have been in law enforcement 18 years. I am still in the United States Air Force as security forces, a.k.a. military police. Um, My specialties in police work, one, community policing. uh, As Izzo says, it's just a hot term. It just means I can talk to people. Um, (laughs) I don't treat everybody like they're a bad guy. Uh, Control tactics, defensive tactics. uh, I've got a purple belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I am a big proponent that all cops should be blue belts. Um, which is not a very popular opinion. And with that, um, I also specialize in property crimes. I was a property crimes uh, detective on a field team for about four years. 
and I have recently promoted to sergeant, and I am over a team of very young, eager officers that work an area that is like a bourbon street. Um, and I'm in the, I'll we'll say I'm in the DFW of North Texas area. Uh, for those that don't know, I, I can still be fired from my job, so I don't mention my specific department. But if you do a little research, it's really not that hard to figure out. So uh, I keep them separate. But um, appreciate it, everybody. Everybody's got awesome backgrounds. There's uh, just with, with Izzo here alone, there's over 100 years of police experience because um, he's the oldest one. So uh, I don't, Kevin, how old are you? Um, uh, I just turned 26. See? He had a rough, rough stint in patrol. No, just because I have the gray hair does not mean I'm the oldest. I got home when I was 12. And, you know, yeah. it, it ages you. Well, cl- clearly, that's the, 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 the job that uh, where we're at now where they can't, they get, can't get candidates, so they're going to pull all the shit, shitty people on the street. But back then, 12 was a different age uh, bracket. You know, it, the Grecian formula does a lot of work for me. I can't do that. So I, I at 28 years old, I started going gray at 21, and I'm 5'7". And um, I'm going to tell you flat out, I did dye my hair. I was dating a girl. And she says, let's dye your hair. And I, I had black hair until I started getting in my teens and two strikes, uh, streaks pop up. And then, boom, it was gray overnight. She dyes my hair. And, dude, I'll never do it again. I went to a call. It was just some bullshit domestic. I walk in, and there's a, a junior officer with me. He's got, you know, I got uh, two, three years on at this point, And he's got, uh, 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 you know, six months on. But he's taller than me. I walk in. I go, miss, what's going on? What can, do we, what can we do for you? And she looks right at me, turns right to him, and goes right to him because I didn't have that command presence anymore because that was my one valuable asset was I looked older. Then I looked like a kid without gray hair and again, so never again. Yeah, that's what happens to me when I shave my beard. I have to Because I, I do my military time once a year. I, go, I usually go about March. I got to do 24 days straight. Well, you can't have a beard in the military, so I have to shave it, and I come back, and I feel like a, a rookie again because nobody treats me the same anymore. They see you with the beard. They automatically, they, you don't even have to have a uniform on. They'll just call you Sarge. Hey, Sarge. <laughs> You're like, all right, makes sense. I get it. Because it's got all the, it's like a calico. At least yours looks uniformed, Izzo. Mine is like a calico cat. Red, brown, gray, black, white. We're all fucking men on this podcast with beards. <laughs> that's all I got to say. That's right. <laughs> We're all men. <laughs> yeah, but so that, that's the big question when you dye your hair. You got to get, does the carpet match the drapes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what you don't want to, you know, you know, right. That's a I am too afraid to let my balls grow to find that one out. Oh, <laughs> dang. Oh, manscaped. I like it. Oh, boy. <laughs> Can we get to some police stuff? You nasty. You nasty. Well, this would all be considered pretty much pre uh, roll call conversation, which people just don't know. That uh, is true. Is, this is yeah. G rated roll call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is insider stuff. If you guys ever wonder, like, would a cop sit there they're waiting for everybody to show up so they can have roll call? This is about how it starts. Somebody says, hey, man, did you check out such and such? And then, no, your mom checked it out. Oh, that's mm-hmm. a good one because last night you did this. And then it just <laughs> just plummets until somebody's almost ready to fight. Then Sarge walks in. and are like, all right, guys, let's get roll call going. Enough grab. How did ass. you make that transition from having to sit there and dish it out? Then, then all of a sudden, now you're you're leading them and, you, you know, you – I don't know about you, but I, I am, I'm under the impression that when you go to staff and command school, of which I never met, they teach you how to lose your association with the guys that you worked with and this turned oh to a complete God. dick. How oh did you God. not do that? How did you stay? Uh, I, I am already known in the, in the short. I started being a Sarge basically in about October. I, they call me the pot stirrer. 
Because that's <laughs> instantly I'd be like, man, and I'll pit two, you know, the two guys that like to ride around with each other. I'll pit them against each other. Like, hey, man, uh, we got a guy. His nickname is Lunchbox. We have another guy. His name's Hunt. Now, I will. They're bosom buddies at work. I will pit them against each other all the time. Like, hey, Hunt, I know you said you're interested in coming over to my team because our, our teams kind of overlap. I was like, but uh, you're going to have to hold off till I have an opening. And then I just leave it. And then the other, the partner's stewing now because he's like, bro, are you really trying to leave? <laughs> so they hate it. They hate it. But hey, man. You well, gotta... that's, how, that's how you deflect when somebody's zeroed in on you, busting your balls. It's like, hey, did you know so-and-so um, got a pimple on their ass? And then it just deflects right onto them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Unless yeah. they're like rookie, rookie. Like when they're the new, new guy, doesn't matter what they say. <laughs> it doesn't matter what they say. They're going to get shit on. They could have an awesome burn, and everybody's just going to shit on them. So it's just how it goes. So this but is what you guys do on this show, huh? All right. Talk about much pubic what we hair do. and gray hair, and that's good. <laughs> Before you run into that video, speaking of rookies, I mean, I, I, I'm sure all four of us have amazing stories of when we started. I was fresh out of the Marine Corps, got in, and we were just got into the the newer or last style Crown Vicks uh, in 2002. Oh, yeah. And as soon as I got cut loose, I'm not going to say it was my FTO or it just somebody thought it'd be fun while I'm in doing paper on an arrest to all of our cars were keyed alike at that agency. So you could go into anybody's car and they would spray OC spray down each vent. Yeah, buddy. And then they spray sprays up underneath the, the door handle. And then a hot call came out. <clears throat> and of course, me being the rookie, I'm the fastest one down the hallway hitting the doors. And I, I think it was a rollover or something we were going to and. I grabbed that, that man and I didn't know if it was something I ate and then I, I, I was starting to burn up. So I put the air on high and then it, it missed more of my face again. Oh, they put baby powder in there too. So it was like, <laughs> OC. And then, so I show up on scene with a white face and I'm burned. I mean, OC spray being so fair complected tears me apart. Um, I, I did get the people back that did that to me, but I don't know if y'all have anything like that. Cause oh, everybody like a good rookie. Well, I passed out on my very first night. <laughs> My kid went to a fight in progress and uh, jump on a guy. There's like nine people fighting, jump on one of them, put him in cuffs, this and that. Look at my FTO. I go, Greg, next thing I know is I meet the lieutenant from the fire department who's taking off my duty belt and my uh, vest. I was out for five minutes. They the said, well, they said I had an adrenaline dump. It was June. It was like 92 degrees at 2 a.m. And I was dehydrated. Okay. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> that's how you learn who your friends were. You walk in a roll call the next day, and I'm like, I I'm gonna have to quit. And they just, you know, I, so I, I I diffused it. I walked in, eleven guys there, and I go, Hey, who's that fucking pussy you passed out last night? Never heard about it again. <laughs> uh, so I'll give you my embarrassing uh, moment. Uh, it, it was here in Texas. Now I'd already been a cop six years, but I'm an, I'm a rookie at this new department, and a tornado comes out. Tornado warning. Well. They advise you over the radio. like They're like, hey, it's a tornado. And I'm looking. I don't know the area that well. I'm in a car by myself very early in field training because I was a prior officer. They're like, oh, he knows what he's doing. He just needs to learn the geography. So let him go. So I get cut loose early. Like <laughs> I, only, I did only, I think, four weeks or six weeks of field training instead of the warm, three months. Warm body to see. Yeah, yeah. So here I am tornado thing goes out i am scared to death of tornadoes and spiders i don't like either one so this tornado siren comes out and for whatever reason in texas you guys are all in this tornado alley and nobody has basements couldn't find a house with a basement nothing like that 
So I get on the radio and I'm like, where do I go? <laughs> I didn't use my call sign. I didn't use anything because I'm stressed. And I'm like, where do I go? And nobody answers. It's like quiet for like maybe for me, it seemed like five minutes, but it was probably four seconds. And I'm like, Sarge, where do I go? <laughs> and I hear Levine, relax, go to the mall parking lot. You know where it's at? Like, I didn't even answer. I just ran code to that. And I get underneath this, you know, huge parking enclosure. And there's, you know, 15 patrol cars with lights on just making fun of me. And after that, I would find like the picture of the movie Twister or like a picture of the cow flying through the air and being my stuff in my mailbox and all that crap. I, that, that lasted a couple months of them making fun of me for that one. Well, so. I, I got a, I got a real good one. We had to, we had a rookie. Uh, I used to like to fart on the rookies, right? Especially when they're behind me walking upstairs. Oh, like so one, actually crop dust their ass. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, right in their okay. face. So you got to get them. Got to get them eye level. Well, the one time I did it on a fire alarm, I shit my pants. Uh-huh. And um, <laughs> you know, he came up looking like a speckled trout. But you know, I was too embarrassed to tell anybody because I, I I had to push a little bit. <laughs> So, you know, I don't know. I don't know what kind of uniform you guys wear, but we wore those polyester Albecos pants, you know. Okay. Try working a whole shift in July with no underwear. Whoo! I mean, listen, I tried to go out on, on, on full pension on that one alone. The, the pension board wasn't real keen on it. <laughs> the chafing. I can just imagine. Oh, yeah, it was bad. Oh, shit. All right, guys. Let's get, let's get to the point here. Um, first and foremost... I'm going to give shout outs to the places we are using for their videos, which is uh, body cam. Let me see. Yeah. Body cam on YouTube. Uh, it's called police body cam videos. So that's the name of the page. If you can see my mouse right here. So check them out. And then the other one, it might just be them. Might Let me see. Oh no. Code blue cam. That's the other one. Code blue cam. So those are the, the video pages we're using, giving them credit, and then also viewer discretion advised. There may be shootings on here. There may we don't know what it's going to be, so just be aware that we're not sure what these videos will be either. But know that there could be violence. So um, again, we're just going to go down these videos and kind of give you guys our insider view of how we would be handling them as they happen. So let's go to this first video here. Got everybody lined up. And for my viewers that are watching, feel free to chime in with questions. We will be pausing these frequently as we discuss them. And the sound will kick on as soon as the video goes. We have no idea what we're responding to, so just have to play this one by what we see. Are you talking about the male from the National Park? Of course he is. Correct. I'm just going to sit in the area make sure he doesn't leave. As far as I know, he has no car. I haven't seen a radar LIDAR in a long time. We don't even have them in our cars. Yeah, so this is a regular they have. 
Yeah, that's what I'm hearing over the radio. Somebody they're familiar with. 70, I'm 23. Okay, so he's calling that he's on scene. Unit responding to the Geneva Road. Got that like tactical seatbelt deployment. They are At least he was wearing a seatbelt. True. Alright, what do we got? 70 males coming outside with a knife in his hand. He's approaching me. Alright, so we start off hot. Uh, man with a knife, it's somebody that they're familiar with. Um, Izzo, as a former control tactics, uh, defensive tactics, tactics guy, um, are you coming out with your taser, baton? What are you doing? When know, I was actually in, not in this specific circumstance, but a knife in my face. And if I had enough room, I would have emptied my magazine into him. You do not screw around with the knife, pistol, or long gun. End of story. Absolutely. Kevin, you agree with him? Well, you know, the, there's that, there, what, what do they call it? A 28-foot, it's been a while. I've been 21 out 21-foot rule, yeah. 21-foot rule. Uh, they seem to increase it. So the fact that he even walks around the car, guys walking towards him with a knife, I mean, listen, command, you got to start throwing out commands. I'm not saying this This guy, it was obviously a, a hot call. You could tell by the way his knuckles were grabbing the steering wheel. But getting out of the car and walking around, exposing your body, I don't know whether that's the best tactical move. I don't think it's something I would have done. But you never know. I'm not in his position. Yeah. Um, a, 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 good, a good thing he did do, as soon as he got out, what did he do? He communicated with everybody coming. Got a guy out here with a knife, and he's approaching me now. A lot of times, these guys don't do that, and they're I mean, you get scatterbrained. I mean, they're freaking human beings, but he actually did communicate, so A-plus for that. Yeah, um, I agree. And, Kevin, I kind of like your idea, too. Um, if I can see it from the car, there's no rush to get me out of the vehicle. I, I can still communicate everything that we see there and stay in the vehicle, and the worry would be is that he's got a gun with him as well. So that's the one up, you know, if there's somebody else there, <laughs> I'll play devil's advocate on anything. Right. So if you, if you stay in the car and, um, somebody walks out of the home and he turns around and starts stabbing them. Now you're going to be, well, why didn't you shoot him on site when you got there? You stayed in your car. Why? Cause we know how the public loves to do that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're labeled a coward they're going to try to hang you. Hey, man. Is a huge weapon. Stay back. Stay back. Resource. Do it now. Yep. Copy, okay, stay we back, man. Nobody else around. Stay back. Stay back. Okay. For back. me. I don't want to shoot. Now I, I've just lost. I lost that tool, the car. Um, mm -hmm. Being able to see his hands the way we can. Um, most of the waistband. Uh, I I would have left my door open. Um, that's this is where my brain's going. Door open. Um Maybe reverse, give myself more distance because when we're in these situations, time and distance are the determination of everything and opportunity. So um, he kind of took that away. No knock on him is what it is. But now for me, I'm going to use my car. I'm going to play old Benny Hill. I'm going to keep using his cover. I'm going to stay on the opposite side of this guy for as long as I can until backup gets there. Here's, you know what? To be honest, I'm not going to go that direction with you. I'm going to go that the stuff like this where we have people who want – uh, to start talking about de-escalization and all this stuff. Here's the problem with that. Number one, the, the more that cops, and this is so bad, I hated it. Um, when I did, I disarmed a guy who stuck a knife in my face because I had zero room behind me, nothing. I backed up into a, a, a dining room table, so I could not gain distance. And somebody started sharing the article saying, this is what cops should do. And I went, no, that narrative is the worst thing in the world because number one, this guy's walking backwards. And if you yeah. start walking around and around, we know tunnel vision, adrenaline dump, de your dexterity, all your, your breathing is, you're going to trip and fall. To be honest, what needs to happen is 
You see it, you give it's it's ask, tell, make. All right, sir, please drop the knife. No, drop the knife. The third one should be shot. He should empty his magazine into him. We can't keep putting police officers at risk by putting them in these scenarios. This is clear. Deadly force is warranted. You need to start using it so that more people don't say, well, yeah, let's circle around. Get on top of the car next time. Because you're really putting more cops <laughs> yeah. in, uh, at risk yeah. with if you keep backing up like that. Yeah. It's I don't disagree. I, I think that is a, another. This is the beauty of these conversations, guys. Like, there's no one way. Like, I, I told you what I probably would have done in the moment. Probably would have started using my car to, to avoid trying to shoot somebody. Um, so th but this guy is really trying to do probably what he thought was best at the time. And at the time, right. your plans, they, they got to be in a split second. So to give this guy credit, you know, we, we don't know what's going through his head. Maybe he had a different alternative plan. Maybe he thought the guy was going to stay that far distance away. So right now he's he's kind of stuck in a bad situation. But it's not always because of lack of knowledge or lack of tactical training. It just could have been that he saw it going a different way. Or one more thing. Do we, you could hear the voice of the guy. He sounds like a black guy. How many people are terrified to use force at this time? Yeah, Force Science Institute, I think they just, they released a study that said cops, there's a certain amount of time where they identify a threat and then they use force based on what the body camera put up. And they said that there's a longer delay in, in use of force when it comes down to black suspects because cops are afraid to wind up facing the, uh, the YouTube uh, uh, jury of their peers afterwards. Well, somebody just chimed in right there. Like when I went through the academy, it was twenty-one foot rule, and then I mm -hmm. got heard. It, I heard it went up to the twenty-eight foot. Somebody just chimed in and said, uh, "It's it's probably it's closer to th it's thirty now. It's like thirty. Yeah, I think it's like thirty, thirty-five feet up to forty-five feet. Is and Izzo, that's probably because of what you said, because the de-escalation. Nobody wants to get uh, tried by the YouTube jury, and that's probably the reason for that. Yeah, there, and there's no the one. It was Dan Inosanto who brought that first, and Dan Inosanto from you know, Bruce Lee student, all this stuff. There's no benchmark from where the 21 foot rule starts because you'd have to identify immediately where the knife started. All the, it, it, it's a, it's just, there is not enough distance between you and a knife. End of story. It, it needs to be immediately once a, the threat is perceived, just start shooting. Yeah. Um, and part of the, the thing going on with what you're talking about, Kevin, with the 21 foot rule is that benchmark, and I'm putting that in air quotes, that benchmark was designed for how fast an officer can get his firearm out and fire one round off uh, with a person charging with a knife or or any weapon charging at you. Um, and we know that one shot doesn't necessarily put somebody down. Shit, no. five, six, seven, 17 shots doesn't necessarily put somebody down. Just depends on the resolve and your shot placement. Um, and with most departments, how many people uh, range go enough range time to be able to be accurate? Me, I, I you'd have to hit a barn door for me to shoot. I was so horrible at it, and toward like at the end, yeah. <laughs> I'll admit that it was not my forte. It yeah. was not. Yeah, and so I think we're going to that thirty to forty-five foot rule now. And it, I say rule; it's not an actual rule, guys. It's just a guideline, so people can understand when it may be too late, and they're probably going to get stabbed a couple times while they're firing their weapon. Well, um, and, and also for the everybody that's tuning in and watching this with us live, we've never seen this video, or at least I haven't. I haven't no. the, this is a fisheye camera, so a lot of people don't realize that in these movie cameras. So this officer with his naked eye may see somebody behind that male. And he's, even though he's coming, so he might be get, trying to get that reposition to where the male can get out because we're, we're accountable for every round, right? So if we have a bad day, 
and we try to take this threat out and that round goes beyond strikes a child or another innocent bystander, that's on us. So I want to see how this kind of unfolds a little bit. Maybe he's trying to reposition him to where he can use lethal force. Banning, how much closer is that image in real life versus the fisheye camera? It's much closer. So that's, that is absolutely correct. That is a lot closer. Yeah. Um, these, these fisheye body cameras are, are horrible in my opinion, when it comes down to, to truly judging somebody. Well, if you want to kind of use a marker, look at how you guys know how typically long an SUV is. Look how I, I'd say he's what, maybe a driveways width away from the front of that vehicle. He's close. Yeah, very he's close. very close. A lot All of people right. out there who aren't law enforcement watching this live don't understand the the, the true threat that a, a knife is versus a gun. And listen, no, none of us want to get shot with a gun, but we do wear bulletproof vests that will stop most rounds. Where a knife, it's a little different story. Those vests are not designed unless you have a stab vest. They're not designed to to take a yeah. knife. I think getting stabs way scarier than getting shot. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. All right, let's go here. Do you? Stay back! I do not want to do you. There's the de-escalation. Seventy is walking towards me. Two knives. Stay on the ground. Do it now. Arms on the side. Palms up. Don't move. There was the stress training. That is where muscle memory took over. You can hear it. He, he just started barking out commands. Stomach, face down, hands up, don't move. Like that is an automatic training response. That had nothing to do with him thinking that out. That was just muscle memory. Um. So what I, I'm going to go back slightly here. One of the biggest killers for officers, one of the things that gets us harmed the most is backpedaling, walking straight back. So as this officer is going back, for me, as I, as, I'm, as I catch myself, hopefully I'm trying to think that out, I'm going to start angling. I'm going to start walking over at a 45 or a 90 or something. Um, one, to keep my backdrop good. So when I do fire, like Banning was getting to, I uh, probably don't want to fire towards the houses. I can avoid it. But um, I'm definitely not wanting to backpedal because as soon as we trip and fall, we're in a bad spot. Kudos to the guy. Fired fired two rounds. Kudos to that guy. Two rounds. looks like the suspect dropped. He stopped. uh, Did you guys go through FATS training, firearms firearms, uh, training simulator? Yep. You know, first time you go through it, you're in the academy, and you're firing like seven, eight rounds. And when they ask you how many did you fire, you're like, I don't know, two or three. You're like, no, seven, eight. This guy fires two rounds, sees a suspect drop, has the mental acuity to stop. Threat stop. Threat's over. Yep. I want to do you. 70 is walking towards me. Two knives. Stay on the ground. Do it now. Some Arms would, on the side. Palms up. Don't move. Some would argue. Now he's getting Michael offline. 70, shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> so I will say for me, now that my threat is down, it doesn't mean they're out of the fight. So I'm going to hold what I got. I'm going to get in a better position. Um, depending on how this guy fell, it looked like he fell face down. I'm going to move the opposite way of where his head's looking to try to, when he has to find me, he's going to have to find me if he starts looking around. That's basically how I would angle myself. Um, and I'm not rushing in until I got back up and we know that the knife's secure. I copy shots by. Arms out to the side, palms up, don't move. I'm to the side. You got to watch your back, backdrop, or backdrop here. Ma'am, stay over there. Ma'am, stay over there. Ma'am, stay over there. Get over there. Uh, somebody from the public comes out. Of yeah, that's what's blurred out right oh, here. If you guys can see the mouse, that's going to be. Yep. Okay, so we have a new dynamic. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to instantly start communicating to my partner. Um, we're going to have to shift. 
I'm going to tell him you get her while I cover this guy that's on the ground. But as we do that, now we got to shift to make sure we don't shoot her and we can still cover the bad guy and we don't shoot her. Uh, shoot her unless she gets pissed off and she goes on top of him, goes for the knife. True. So I don't trust her. We're shit yet. Yep. So if that's a lot, let's just play devil's advocate. That's the love. Th- I'm going to assume that's a loved one coming out to check on the well-being of whoever that gentleman is. All of you here, you have a loved one who's in this same situation. You're take yourself out of the law enforcement world. Wouldn't you rush to their side? It sucks because you're hundred percent correct. I play that in my head all the time now. Still, if I ever had to deal with an LEO who comes to my father's house or sister's house, it's like, how would I react knowing both? But yeah, you're hundred percent correct. Um, looking at the chat, uh, Jessica said, definitely interesting to hear other perspectives. Um, somebody asked a question. They said, uh, let's see here. Definitely understand needing more than one shot. What's the thought process for shooting? Do you shoot once then see if they go down or just keep shooting? Um, very intrigued how this works. Now this goes down to your range time. We get in a bad habit. Younger officers, they want to see the holes in the target. When you shoot a person or anything like this, you don't get to see the holes. They don't show up. So if you have a good training environment and a good range, they will let you shoot a target with a T-shirt over it. Um, it doesn't have to be like gelatin or anything like that. It can just be the regular targets. Just put a shirt over it. And then you realize like, oh, shit, I can't tell if I hit it. And that's the reality. That's why we have to go based on the reactions of the threat. The threat went down. Two shots, he went down. And as Kevin pointed out, he stopped. The officer stopped shooting because the threat went down. He was able to register it quick enough, and he stopped firing. Can you so, talk? Can you talk about that for a bet. second too? Can you talk about that for the fact that because a lot of people think shoot to kill, so it's shoot to terminate life-threatening behavior. So even if this guy is still alive, he stopped the behavior. Correct. Correct. So that's what people really need to understand. You're not shooting to kill. If two rounds did the job, great. You stopped the behavior. End of story. Yes. In New Jersey, I think it's the exact verbiage is dead center mast until the threat stops. Mm-hmm. Perfect. This is exactly what this guy did. This guy, this guy's got some time on. I, I would venture to say this guy's got some got some time under his belt because he's he's doing some good things here. Kevin, not to not to go off on that, but does that put cops in a bad position where you got somebody who does a perfect headshot, severs severs the uh the the brainstem there and eliminates the threat? Does the policy prevent them from, well, you were supposed to shoot center mass? Well, there, there's, again, they're going to go back to, we, we would shoot something called a Q target, right? We never shot body targets. It looks like a giant milk, milk bottle. And, um, you know, unless, and that, that was always told by our range instructors, be careful on shooting 100 and being that, getting that award at the end of the, end of the year that you're marksman and stuff like this, because under stress, when you have the adrenaline dump going, when your hands are a little shaky, we're, we've all been there. Your your perfect shot no longer becomes a perfect shot. You know, the difference in an up and down movement when you're shooting a gun is so minuscule and small that if it does hit his head, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a blown shot. And they're going to go back, you know, especially in New Jersey, New Jersey Attorney General's office. They'll go back. They'll grab all your cue target qualifications. They'll grab everything. And you'll sit in front of the grand jury and inevitably the... Um, the, the attorney general will ask you something like, well, you shot hundreds every every time. You're going to tell me you couldn't have shot him dead center mass one shot, and then that's it? Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. Yep. It's uh, 
shoot to neutralize the threat. Once that threat's over with, that's and that goes for any use of force. If I have a guy that keeps getting up on me, grabbing a hold of me, and I punch him once in the face, and he stops grabbing a hold of me and puts his hands behind his back, well, I don't need to punch him anymore. Mm. I, I mean, that's how that works for us. Um, now, to the human side of things, the more you've been involved in things like this, the easier they are to handle. You you become stress inoculated. Think of it as an MMA fighter. Their first fight, they're super nervous. They're all stressed out. They're not thinking clearly. And then you see a guy like you know Cowboy Cerrone, for any of my MMA fans. The dude is just comfortable in the ring where he can sit there and have a conversation with you while you're punching each other in the face <laughs> and breaking bones. And to him, it's just a day in the office. So... The more you get exposed to these things, the better you are at handling them. It's not to say that when a bullet whizzes by your head that you are always going to be uh, ready for something like that, even though you've been shot at prior. Like it, It's weird. It, it, it is weird. Weird how this stuff works out. So uh, let's keep going here and see how they finish this out. Yeah, stay over there. Okay, looks like she stopped. I don't see a blob moving forward. Ma'am, stay back, okay? <laughs> Can you get some county units up on the way we're going to need more bodies for the snow? Copy. Seven, do we have a cross rolling? Okay. Yeah, get her back. Good communication. Yeah. Hey, if you want to get her back, I'll circle over, okay? Hey, look, I'm Mr. Donald. Okay, we got another partner coming yeah, up. I'm going to tell him exactly what I need him to do. Good job at avoiding the crossfire, too. Yep, yep, they shifted. Still got his gun out. I like that. Have we seen in videos, training videos, bad guys play possum after being shot? <laughs> Yes. 100%. So for those that are watching that aren't in this world, and this is kind of why we do this, because you don't live the life of a cop. I would never go to a bank and tell a, a teller how to do their job and the stuff that they see every day. I wouldn't know. i never done it. So for us who done this job for a long time and doing this stuff, the videos and training that we get on a weekly basis, a daily basis and stuff is always the next like, holy shit, look at this video just when we think you saw it all. Here's a new one. And then you see uh, a bad guy get shot four times. He goes down. The officers move in. And the next thing you know, he turns and he starts firing on him. He was waiting for him to come in. He wanted to go out in a blaze of glory. So that is why the wonder why these officers aren't rushing in to help him yet is because the first thing you do on scene is get security. They don't have security yet. Then we can start rendering aid. So once we get security, we start rendering aid. Um, let's keep going here. Sir, can you hear me? If you can hear me, please get on your stomach and put your arms in the small of your back. Okay, now we, can hear me, we got, I think we've got enough for a little team to approach. And roll on your stomach, please. We have help coming, okay? I'd have those we guys have help coming. come up behind me and start stacking. We have help coming. And then move in, secure What's the weapon. Secure this There's subject. a knife right by his hand. There's a knife. There we go. Okay, so he's moving. Do not reach that knife. There's a knife right by his hand, Chris. There's two knives here. 143. I'm on my way with There's a knife right here, Chris. Right on that side. Can we have to kick that? Salty vet. He must be unconscious. I'm not going to judge. I can't see. I don't see what he sees. 
but all right. The thing I didn't like that set that officer that went up to him. I didn't like his, um, I really didn't like the way he, he approached that suspect on the ground. A little laissez faire. Correct. Yeah. I didn't care for it either. But again, that's why I kind of gave him an out. Uh, he, he can see what we can't, uh, maybe is what it is. Yep. Gloves out. Uh, let's see what some of these people are saying. Um, uh, I think if you replay, you'll see there is a crossfire potential when the bad guy walked in the path. Yeah, there's. I'm going to put it to you this way. There's always a little bit of a shitstorm. Always. You're never going to be able to prevent crossfire. You're never going to be able you, you can't prevent all of these things. I think they did the best they could for the situation given it, you minimize risk. That's what we're always looking to do. I think they all did that very well. They, you know, they may have had crossfire, but they sold or they. They may have had crossfire, but they kept it quick and and recognized it and moved away from it. So, uh, is what it is. It's a dynamic, fluid situation. You just do the best you can with what you got, and at the end of the day, you look at the scoreboard. Scoreboard is bad guys none and good guys one. So that's what I look for. So I, um, I, I, I'm watching this video, and I'm I'm having a little tough time watching this video. Which one? The one we just watched. The, the, yeah, the one we just. And I'm, so I'm thinking about different things. I'm thinking about this officer just put this guy down. We don't know whether he's dead or whether he's alive. This guy, it, let's let's pretend that the guy did not make it. He he shot him, center mask, and the guy's down. This guy has now a shitstorm to deal with post. Like oh, that's, yeah. That's, the, that's, that's, the that's where I'm looking at. Okay, so you're looking at this. Yeah. He's got legal issues. He's got mental issues. I don't care what any there is, unless they're a psychopath, no police officer signs on to this job to take somebody's life. And when that has to happen, because it's part of our job, you have to deal with the repercussions that you just killed somebody, you know, and that's, that's where my, like, that's, it was tough for me to watch that. Cause all I'm thinking about is shit, this guy's going to have a, ne a really rough next couple of weeks. Did we just have that in Illinois? There was a, a Morris officer, two of them, a uh, female was just abhorrent it has nothing to do with the fact that she's female but after he shot and put the woman down who uh, had a knife you could hear him go fuck he was pissed and i said we need sadly we need more of that because people need to know that cops don't get up that day and go man i can't wait to just shoot somebody that's the aftermath of training kicks in you do it and then oh my god my life has changed forever that's why i say <laughs> lethal weapon is one of the fakest realist movies about police work you don't get into shootings every day and then go back out on the street two hours later. But you do have a lot of mental issues and you don't want to talk to anybody. Hopefully, this is, a, does this say a date on it, Eric? Uh, it said 10, 7, 23, somewhere in there. Okay, so it's, it's recent. It's, it's recent. recent. So it's a, it's a little different than when I got on because the other guys would have been giving you pats on the back and say, hey, you did a good thing. Scumbag died. It's not like that. No, we had a poor girl who had, she put five rounds into a guy. He came up with her with broken glass. She put five rounds into him. She never went back to work. Yeah, she, she just never went back. She couldn't. It's not that she couldn't handle it, but she did her job. That was it. Done. And I think she had 15 years on. Damn. Yeah, it's it's a it's important to tell people like the argument I hear a lot is, well, you guys know what you signed up for. <laughs> well, like, the statistic is, Eric, the statistic on that is I think it's uh 0.5 percent get in shootings, 0.1 percent shoot. You know, and 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 less than that, kill somebody. So, out of seven hundred thousand police, or six hundred fifty thousand, because we're low. Yeah. You know, think about those percentages. They're so incredibly low that yeah. it's almost non-existent. Three hundred and fifty, approximate. 
350 million calls for service a year. And out of that, less than 1%, less than 1% involve a use of force or a complaint. So now you stack that on top of what you're saying, using your firearm. So, I mean, we're talking a fraction, a fraction of under a percent. It's, it's insane how low that is. But how do you train for something like that? You don't. You train for muscle memory. That's what you hope takes over. So it helps protect and save your life or save somebody else's life. But when it comes to the mental side of things, you never know how you're going to react in a you shooting train. until you get in one. You train for resources. Okay, there is no training for what this guy's about to go through. But you do train for resources. Look, these are the outs. These are these are people who have been through it. These are people who can help you. And they're not, you know, non-judgmental outside of your department. Because that's a big thing. Like, in all honesty, if this guy's department is is a scumbag department, we we all know them out there. His department's going to crucify him because they're going to they're going to hang him out to dry. And that's another fear I have with that. I hear I just heard it from a guy today in Florida. You know, he was shot through the face, shot through the cheek. His department let him go. Let him go. We're out in Florida. Yeah. Uh, Arroyo asked, do cops help with something like this happens? They try. If you're in a good department, they try. Um, I've had several guys on the podcast that have been involved in shootings. And one that came on, the Bruce Anderson episode, if you guys check that one out, that's a really good. That episode was so good, I had that saved as like one of my top episodes, if you go to our YouTube channel. But um, he would have told you. And Bruce is like me, like we bullshit. We, I mean, he's a cops cop. Um, he, even before we recorded the episode, I said, Hey man, are you good to talk about this stuff? He goes, Oh, it happened a long time ago. I was just an officer. He's a Sergeant now, by the way. Um, so he gave this interview as a Sergeant and he's like, no, no, I'm, I'm good. We, yeah, I want to talk about it to help other people. That was his mindset. While we were talking about it, legit has a PTSD flashback while we're going through it, thinking he was well past it. And that's the thing is he told me straight up. He's like, if you would have asked me then that first year, if I was fine, he goes, I would have, I honestly would have told you I was and believed it. He goes, I believed I was fine. He's like, but then I almost lost my family and my marriage and you know, my job and all this stuff started going downhill and it took, you know, people that he really trusted friends as Justin was asking other cops um, like, dude, you're not yourself. Like you don't, you're not seeing it. You're not seeing it from what our perspective is. And finally, um, he took the time to get, to get help, to get on medication and stuff like that. Um, medication is a big stigma in police work. We think that, nah, nah, I don't need, I don't need medication. Okay. I'll go talk to a shrink or whatever, but I don't need meds. Um, but they, those meds they, fuck you up. Excuse they, my language. It, it, no, I'm not. I'm not saying they don't, but they. The thing is, for officers to realize, like, if other stuff isn't helping, it can help, and and that's what Bruce was trying to say is, it's, it was the one thing that saved his marriage was getting on the medication because he had such a hatred towards medication that he wasn't even willing to try it, and then it turned out to be the thing that did help him. There's, so. there's new studies coming out. Okay, so the Concussion Legacy Foundation up in Boston has now accepted law enforcement officers' brains instead of just impact officers. So here's the, here's the rule. And so I, I learned this from a woman named Stephanie Samuels, okay? Stephanie Samuels speaks all over the world because I believe she has unlocked all this stuff. Um, so the average NFL player gets retired after three concussions. Average cop has about five in 20 years. Hmm. 
So think about that. We retire an NFL player quicker than we retire cops for concussions. Now, if you look at the problems with concussive and micro-concussive incidents in the head, um, they present themselves very similarly to post-traumatic stress. And you go through an incident like this, like we just reviewed right here, coupled with all of that. So this is, this is what I'm trying to say in the end here is, yes, he had a bad incident and, and he's probably going to have some damage from it. But we also got to look at other factors because what it does is you have to look at the way it's treated. You throw medication at somebody who, who may ha also have some brain issues, you need to send them to a neurologist. So those things working in tandem can heal all this stuff. And I don't want to go down that bad rabbit hole there, but there's remarkable new studies coming out about the treatment of post-traumatic stress. It's not strictly a medication. Because I'm going to explain something to you about that. I've been on them all. Those medications will fuck you up beyond belief. All right? Go on an antidepressant. Good luck with your wife or your girlfriend. Yeah, well, that's, that, that's one problem. You're dull. I mean, you are in a cloud. Anti-anxieties. Well, you're drinking after you're shooting. Mix alcohol with your anti-anxiety, and now you got a lethal cocktail. So um, that's why I, that's, I'm not anti-medication. I'm just doctors are very quick to throw it out there without looking at something behind that. Yeah. Um, in my experience where I'm at, and then being military as well, shit, military's pretty much put most of the PTS, you know, platforms on the map of what what can work there's you know you got horse therapy now like that's a new one like I, i'm just starting to hear about that has great work down here in texas it's really there's working for some people upstate new york too so a guy contacted me he, he does the same same stuff yeah so i think the important part about the pts treatment is knowing that just because one didn't work for you doesn't mean there isn't something else that will help you. There's other things available that can help you out. Um, Jessica Dalby just said ketamine. I heard I actually I heard that is a, a big thing right now. Ketamine and uh yes, that thing. Yep. So <clears throat> that's a tranquilizer, correct? Ketamine. Yeah, it's a horse tranquilizer. So yeah. so no psilocybin is magic mushrooms. Ketamine is a horse, it's a, they would use it for anesthetics in animals usually. And then there's ayahuasca, there's ibogaine, there's there's a whole bunch of other things yep. which I'm scared to death to try, but there is benefit to them. You yeah. just brought up Eric. You did bring up a great thing, which was uh, if your department, if you have a good department, we used to joke. Um, the older guys in our department, we would all say, "I would take a round in the chest before I would fire first, because we knew our you know it's department for department. Our chief was head of Lake County Major Crimes Task Force, who investigated police shootings, and he was he had a hard on for discipline and all of us, we did have PTSD going to work, even just writing reports. So we knew God forbid we had to get uh, in any type of use of force incident. Were we going to have a job or were we going to face jail time afterwards? So uh, anybody who's put in these shooting circumstances, it, you know, just as much as people want to say, well, what was the prior for why they were called to the house there? What kind of, what was the prior with the cop had to deal with within their department? Cause there people don't understand how just, yeah. Again, not knocking on you because you're brass, but command staff loves, they love to fuck over their guys all the time in just the most petty ways. Yeah, it, and it, I think you hit the nail on the head just talking about internally what you dealt with. That's one thing. And then externally, what was the last call you were just on? What was the call the day before? You know, the, How much still sleep did you get that night? What did you eat for the day? When was last? Yeah, these guys, you were talking about... Uh, 
they shoot five or six or eight rounds and then they said two you know everyone's trained shut your mouth put you know turn over your pistol and say i have to go to the hospital and say nothing until your union rep and your lawyer are there yeah yep and if you got a good sergeant good good co-workers are going to tell you that anyway they're not going to ask you any questions um and for my supervisors out there it is a good roll call training all right guys uh officer snuffy just got in a shooting um you know smith you were the first on unseen what do you do you know hey snuffy everything you okay you need medical da 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 they're on the way don't say anything to your rep gets here cool let them know it's everybody's job everybody on the team it's everybody's job and for those civilians out there that are listening to like oh why you guys covering up shit no when we hit a super stressed environment like that our memories the the things we say nothing is firing right um i had uh somebody i know that was in what i considered a legit shooting um after they fired they're like another officer showed up and they kept going what have i done what have i done they were just that was the excited utterance of oh my god i just got in a shooting but because of that, the officer was on probation and got fired because yeah, of what yeah, they sure. said. Completely so, sure. Yeah. So you got to now, luckily that. But here's the thing. And people ask, well, you know, if you're worried about all this stuff, why did you, why would you even entertain shooting? Because here's the bottom line. I'd rather be carried by six than tried by 12 yep. or tried by 12 than carried by six. There you go. Yep. Sorry. I got that reverse. It's late here. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, Josh said, on scene is code for turn off body cam. No, not where I'm at. No. You don't get to turn that body cam off until that call's done. Well, call is done. like me, and you know from experiences, your body cameras don't turn off. It's <laughs> true. But no, you can't turn that thing off until that call is complete. And just like the, the hat I'm wearing, I know Eric and I have spoke about it before, but the, and I want both of you guys to look at it when you have time, but this is Boulder Crest Foundation. Um, what they're doing out there is amazing. It's military and law enforcement. They specialize just as much on both sides. And basically, it doesn't matter if you were in law enforcement back in the 80s and stuff, and you, you're retired and you've been out for a long time, and that train's still running behind you, and you've got all, all kinds of PTS you're freaking dealing with. And I refuse to put the D on the end of that for many reasons. Um, but Boulder Krause Foundation has got two videos out there that are amazing, and I always plug them in on my page. But what they're doing with the horse therapy and everything else and, and kind of teaching you how to own it, release it, and, and kind of starting over is, is amazing. But uh, I always try to put a plug in there for them. They've never endorsed me. I mean, this is just Boulder, Crown, Boulder Crest Foundation. It's just awesome what they're doing. You know, banning, a, 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 I used to take the, the D off it because I didn't believe it was a disorder. You know, you're, you, you, it's something that you're not born with. However, medically now, medically, they are removing the D because what goes on with post-traumatic stress is the brain's natural reaction. If it's the brain's natural reaction, it's not a disorder. The brain's working as it's supposed to. It went through a traumatic incident, it's shutting down, it's going, it's rebooting, and it, you got, it takes a little bit of time. So yeah, I'm with you on that one. Um, Josh wanted to clarify. He said, I meant once you are cleared from the call as the scene is secure, Sarge relieves you and puts you in a squad and takes your weapon. Turn off the cam, don't cry on cam or call your wife, et cetera, on cam is what I meant. Um, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, for him, nobody else is going to turn theirs off, though. Um, you may you may turn yours off. Uh, in, it just depends on where you're at. For me, I know that I don't even know if I'll even think to turn my camera off, to be honest. Um, 
what Jessica no, said. Eric, here. you don't turn your camera off before we record because we all heard you. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. Um, all right, let's go to the next video. I just thought about what that was. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> I was like, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Kevin. <laughs> Bums away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, that's Ramirez, because it just told us. All right, before we get started, let me just put out my concerns. We're at a gas station, so now I'm worried about a taser and gunfire, because I don't want to blow up. All right, we got a uh, marked unit rolling in the front. Ramirez is in his vehicle. Marked Long Beach unit. Okay, so the black car is a suspect vehicle, or green, whatever color it is. Okay, so now my concern is getting the car stopped. I don't know what this dude's wanted for. Ramirez strikes the first vehicle, undercover police vehicle. Okay, so let's kind of discuss that real quick. Undercover vehicle. Like I don't see scenes, any. Right? I don't see any marked lights. So I see the silver one and the white van that pulled up behind him the first time. Both those are undercover. Yeah. The, so we've only got one marked unit. All the rest appear to be some sort of undercover unit. Um. And so now the argument is, do you? I mean, you do have a deadly force situation. He's hitting your. You know, he's hitting cars. But did he hit that car intentionally, or did that car get itself in the way? Fair question. That's a fair question for the lawyers, not for the cops on scene. <laughs> well, kind of gang, well, that's true. It says a gang unit up top. There was a label. Okay. All right. For me, because we don't have an actual body cam here. We're getting a bird's eye view from the gas station. Um, it depends on where I'm at. If I'm in this undercover unit, uh, I'm going to maybe leave my car there. I'm going to stay in my car. He's still actively driving around until we can get him boxed in better. But I don't know how that's going to happen. Crossfire is a concern. Yeah. The chaos going on. Okay. Undercut. Is that a civilian? Yeah. It's hoods up. Shit. Okay. So now here's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing that's this tactical officer here. Crossfire civilian. These three guys here, crossfire with that civilian. You, you start laying rounds down, you got to be concerned about that person. You still have the undercover car over here with the guy. It looks like he's about to deploy out. Um, I would say it's fair to say the car can't retreat that way. It looks like it's boxed in completely. This is a horrible place for a takedown. Yeah, yeah, this is, yeah, choose your, choose your locations wisely. Too much danger. Sounds like a shot. Gang okay, so now we got this guy. He looks like he's directly in that vehicle's path. And the car's coming towards him. So he discharged a weapon. So again, most policies have uh, no shooting into vehicles. True. Mm -hmm. Oh. 
bombs the building. Damn. Okay, so that officer that fired that shot got launched out of that vehicle. Oh, so he was in the car, hit him, the car threw him out. Everybody knows it's a shit storm before they even got out. <laughs> he could hear the conversation. Oh, fuck. Oh, he's going, he's going, he's going. Somebody just said shoot him. Wait, wait, wait. Pause that right there. Has this cop got a taser in one hand and a pistol in I, another? I can't tell if he's dual wielding or if that's somebody. That's a, that's a horrible problem. You out of your fucking mind. Hey, you never know. It's like Halo. Okay. Second shot. No, nobody's shot yet. Um, he's about to. Well, he has a cross. Look at that. Yeah, here's the two. Now, if this is the guy that does fire, I can kind of understand. You've got no retreat. In or the, did he mean to deploy the taser? Is that what he was doing? Because you don't know what this. If he does have two hands filled with two different weapons, I don't yeah, know what his mind says. And he's got civilians there and then firing into a moving vehicle. That's all sorts of fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. We don't. Uh, for those that don't know, we we never. It's one weapon system at a time. Yeah, he, he did have that taser. Yeah, I okay, I think his in magazine that instant, fell out too. Yeah, for that officer, I get why he shot. He was in the direct path with nowhere to go. Hey, nine nine eight. And our guy's a fart in the wind. Okay, it looks like the subject's down. Van, you grab the left. Oh, we didn't get to see the. Uh... Where are you hit? Where are you shot? Okay, so shot. Where are you shot? Where are you shot? Where are you shot, man? So we can help you. So now you start going through wound assessment. You got him cuffed, you got him secure, make sure there's no weapons on him, and now you just start checking for holes. Um Yeah, that was uh that was a shit storm. Uh-huh. Uh that goes more for specialized units. This isn't necessarily a, a patrol function. Um this they had like their one very, marked unit there for paperwork purposes. <laughs> this seemed like a very um, coordinated takedown, which which leads me to question why a, would a coordinated takedown take place in such close quarters with civilians everywhere and potential for gas pumps to explode? I mean, that's like a movie set waiting to happen. <laughs> pistols. I didn't see any rifles. If those guys knew what they were going to, I didn't see a single rifle. Yeah, I was tacked up with everything, Kevlar helmet and everything. Yeah. Well, I know one thing, that gas station camera, all the banks across the country need to get with that company. 
so we can get clear pictures. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> it was a pretty clear picture. Yeah, I know the gas station had it going on. All right, uh, let's go to the to the chat. See what people are saying. Um, let's see here. Uh, damn, don't bit. hurt the resale value on that Bentley. Oh, was it a Bentley? I didn't even really look at the. I could. No, it wasn't. It wasn't a Bentley. Was it was three hundred. <laughs> no, now you're now you're profiling. <laughs> it was the Kia, the Kia, really nice car that they have. You pull that up in the front end, it's the same way. Oh, okay. no, that's the, yeah, the Genesis here. by. Um, yes, it's it's the Genesis. Uh, Hyundai. It's not the Hyundai. Well, I'm a car freak. Sorry. Let's see. Yes, poorly planned. There's the front of it. I don't know. I can't tell what the hell yeah, it is. That's, that's the that's the uh, the Genesis. Yep. Okay. All right. Let's go to the next. Yeah, for the record, no, your two hands can't be full like that. First of all, it's on the Marshall Creighton. The vehicle's going to be on Marshall if it now. It sounds like he's going to be ramming the car. Correction, Marshall and Creighton. Okay, so they're talking about ramming a car. Somebody's ramming a car, so we've already got deadly conduct going on. Like that's the best quality we're gonna get. Okay. Road rage. On the ground. On the ground. On the ground. All right. You're yelling on the ground. On the ground. You're in a clearly marked police uniform in a black and white, clearly marked police unit stopped in the middle of the roadway. If you can't tell, this is how I start articulating my reports. Uh, Any reasonable and prudent person would have obeyed the commands of a police officer giving lawful orders. And due to the fact that he hid his arms, his hands, and ducked behind a vehicle, that would have put me on high alert. (laughs) So I'm guessing shit's about to go down. So what is your immediate concerns here, Banning? My immediate concerns is is how many colors are you going to call out on dispatch for your suspect? (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Go ahead, Rust and Blue. (laughs) As soon as he ducks down behind that car, obviously, I believe this is about to be a, a fatal incident, unfortunately. Uh, my immediate thoughts is everybody in this intersection. You know, if this guy comes up blazing, now this officer being the good guy, you got to take out just that threat and nobody else. That's my immediate thought. And look at him. He's out in the pool. He's out here with moving cars and everything else. It's just scary, scary All right. story here. Izzo, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push you, man. Go on. Do you have the right as an officer officer to start shooting if he starts if that guy pulls up and starts shooting at you but right behind him is a bunch of innocent civilians and and babies and you know a third grade class crossing the road are you allowed to fire back you terminating life threatening behavior can you articulate it I can't articulate that the father the rounds if you did not stop him from firing rounds those rounds would go into the traffic potentially behind him yeah 100% all right, let's keep going. Oh, who fired first? Suspect. Let's go back. Sounded like suspect, didn't it? Boom, yep, suspect. Damn, nice first shot by the officer. And look at that movement, too. Yep, he stayed lateral. He didn't He didn't get stuck in one position. Um, so for me, if I am the officer that's in the gunfight right now... Um, I may be starting to retreat back behind my vehicle using that as cover because it looks like anywhere to the right, 
is a bad idea. I see a gas pump and I don't see any cover. Um, now, Kevin, I don't know what your ballistic skills are, but do handgun rounds go through car doors? Um, occasionally, but it's very difficult. There's a lot of mechanisms in there. Okay. So not straight through. Not straight through. So if like a, a window, um, you, you know, if you're shooting through a front window, you got to aim low because it's going to, it's going to bounce. It's going <laughs> to deflect and go up. Um, but again, you're, you're doing this in a split second. So. Right. Yeah. But it's it, any cover is good cover. Any cover rather than being Better out in the open. Being out this in the guy open. ran out in the middle of nowhere on a situation he has no clue of, never bladed his car. Uh, I got I got some problems with this one. Yeah. And that poor person in the silver minivan there is going to have to go buy new underwear. Yes. Under the Phelan bridge. Shots fired! Shots fired! Shots fired! Shots fired. Right. We're communicating. I didn't even notice. He didn't communicate that, so. Shots fired over here! Shots fired, long head. Where is he? There we go. What is happening? Holy shit. Probably uh, was a domestic, and now all of a sudden she's... Oh, it her. is a domestic. That's what it was. It wasn't road rage. I thought it was road rage. Okay. Let's keep going. Get out of the way! Get out of the way! All right. Now all you can do is hold what you got. I cuz I don't know if he's still a threat. I'm not going to as I'm standing there yelling, I may want to change my position because now I've given my position away. Um that's just the way my brain works. But think about this as well. You got a third person coming into this. Now you're it's not that you're responsible, but you are. She decided to make that choice. If you've got a couple options, it, it's time to advance and get up there. Either he needs medical or he needs to be put down if he's still a threat. And that, that's just my thought. We're out here in the middle of the street. You've got so many people going by. We've got to end this threat now if he's still a threat. Okay. Yeah, he gets back in the car and he's bleeding out. He drives. He goes, drives into a family of five. You're yep. responsible for that, too. You bet. You got civilians all around him watching him. Yeah, okay, good for him. Okay. Get out of the way so I can get help. Is that what he said? So I can get him help. Yep. He specifically good. was telling good, good, me, get good. out of the fucking way so I can Very get him help. Good. Get out of the way. Very good. Marshall and Creighton, all squads, signal 13, Marshall and Creighton. Good. Good night, Greg. There we go. We got another unit coming up. Did he get oh, hit? He Is he limping? Yeah, he's limping. Five dash, reporting out here in a couple seconds. Copy. Medics have been started. He may have got hit. He is shot. Officer shot. Yep. Look for him for all that stuff too. Still staying in the fight. Yeah. That's impressive. He'll get written up for that, though. Did you guys see that? <laughs> yeah, he will. Yeah, he will. <laughs> I'm going to roll it back. I'm going to show you what he's going to get written up for. 
You ran a red light right here. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to see that. They're not going to take that. anything else into account. Uh, on the ground. On the ground. On the ground. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's the best. Human Human That's nature. the best. Oh, fuck. Uh, that t- this guy is seasoned. That's a seasoned guy. Yeah. That's a shit. You, you, you kidding me? <laughs> yep. Wow, he still maintained control of everything, too. Wow. You know, the guy didn't even say that. Oh, he cover. Look at that. Shots fired. Shots fired. Okay, oh, yeah, shots fired. I'm hit. Kept getting covered. Oh, he said I'm hit. This is good. Where is he? Get out of the way. Oh, so he's moving position yeah, while he's talking. Good. Get out of the way. One, three, eight, I'm hit. Send me medics. I'm not court four yet, though. Get out of the fucking way, lady. <coughs> Good job. He did is awesome. He down? Kudos. Lady, get out of the way. Get out of the way. Get out of the way. Move. Move. Get God, the fuck out of the way so listen. I can get him help. Get out of the way. Oh, my God. I fucking. Uh, let me help him. Let me help him. Yeah, you had him arrested last week. Now you're crying. Unreal. That she can, you know, right he goes for his gun. Got pissed off. I'm extremely impressed with this Dude, guy. Dude, this guy is a bad yeah, motherfucker. I'm extremely impressed. Holy shit. Not only did he stay in the fight, he mm-hmm. put the dude that shot at him's life in front of his own. He doesn't know how serious his injury is. He's all jacked up on Mountain Dew. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like He's all hyped up from the adrenaline. He could be bleeding out himself and just doesn't know. But he was concerned about that person and that stupid lady getting in the way. Holy shit. Everybody thinks that they can be a cop until cop shit happens. And then you see when stress really starts to hit the fan. And that's the type of reaction you get from It's not just a female thing. I've seen that from other from from dudes as well. Freaking out. When you uh, saw his body cam, it changed everything. One of the LinkedIn uh people said it as well the body cam changed everything because when his mvr was on i'm thinking man this this guy did a lot of shit wrong but once his body cam came in like i didn't even know he was shot on his mvr so you know no it changed a lot yeah i didn't realize that either um but no this like this is this is what fucking legends are made of <laughs> this is academy training video this guy's a fucking stud. yeah really absolutely is. that was i mean that is the classic, like, this is what a cop should do. That reaction. Like, that, that. that's what this guy just did. If anybody can find out what this officer's name is, I would love to do an interview with him and get him on this uh, because he's got an experience that I don't have. I've never, uh, I haven't been shot personally, um, been shot at, but haven't been hit, luckily. And I, Does it say in the description of that video what agency uh, that was with? Let me see here. You got to assume too. He's uh, he's got Paul. 10, 15 plus years on. Because if that's day shift, 
You know, he's the guy who went oh, to day yeah. shift to sit there and avoid this crap. <laughs> right. That's why you he's not complacent. That's why he immediately goes, oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> that reaction was the best. Ah, fuck. That was the moment he saw the gun. All right. Um, somebody... more, proof, more proof that these guys do not go looking for this shit. St. Paul PD. Yep. Uh, (laughs) Jim said, leave my Mountain Dew out of it. (laughs) It's my drink of choice. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's go to the next one here. Looks like everything I'm finding online is just that the suspect in the vehicle, if this is accurate, it's stated he passed away. The suspect did. It's got to be real. It's on the internet, right? Yes, it's uh, 100% accurate. According to Abe Lincoln, if it's on the internet, it's real. (laughs) Oh, they pulled body cam footage from this guy from two years prior. That's yeah. awesome That's to show his history of drinking. By far, gentlemen, the domestic ones are always the worst. What was that? The, the, the domestic ones. Yeah. You don't even know the situation. Section. Yeah, somebody in the comment section said that that was an active OP he had oh, shit. from the woman who was a driver. So it just shows one day, you know, go to court. I don't want him around anymore. And then the next, oh, my God, why did you do that? I didn't realize I wasn't showing you all the video. I'm sitting here listening to it. <laughs> I was like, it's not I'm an idiot. All right, let's try this again. 2023, officers responded to a domestic disturbance call in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Dispatch advised that a male was very intoxicated and involved in physical altercations with his girlfriend. It was mentioned that he chased after her and forcefully pushed her out of a door. The subject, soon identified as a 23-year-old male named Noah, is well known for his extensive criminal history. At any given point, when alcohol passes through his esophagus and is absorbed into his bloodstream, he has a tendency to become loud. Baby, I love you! Baby! Aggressive. I will fist fight all three y'all till I get tased. We don't want to do that. I don't give up. And hostile. I hope you and your... Upon reaching the location, an officer proceeded through an alley and noticed a gold vehicle parked near the residence. That's me walking behind you. Good communication. As he approached, the vehicle quickly sped off in an effort to evade the officer. Nitrous uh, gold cars might be leaving here. Okay, so he waited for that patrol unit to pass. That's what I'm seeing with with my experience. Did you guys catch that? Mm-mm. It wasn't that this officer's walking up on him. Watch this. Watch the street up here when he gets there. As he approached, That's the a vehicle Mark quickly unit. sped off in an effort to evade the he officer. He sees that go, now he's leaving. Cars might be leaving here. Can't get a plate from here. It's going north through the alley. It's speeding off. It's probably in. Did he just take off in the car? Sounds like the driver is his girlfriend. We saw an officer was behind him. Okay, good. Because I was pretending to get his money. He's so f***ed up. Is he drunk? Oh, yeah. It was sister or mom? Mom. Mom. Okay. Wasted. Coming freaking out, yelling at her. 
Not well, a bad she got pickup that move. Wisconsin accent, yeah. Not a little bad pickup move there. Are you the sister? No, I'm the mom. <laughs> <laughs> We're just getting ready for bed, and he comes storming in, freaking out, and she told me. Dispatch also advised that Noah had three active felony cases and was currently on bond with a restriction not to consume alcohol. She said There's he's drunk caveat. Are you doing drinking? For one, that's part of your no bond or your bond is no drinking. Yeah. And for two, you can't handle it. You Minutes later, the officer located the vehicle parked once again. When he stepped out to confirm it was the vehicle, it rapidly sped off once more. I found it down here. It's uh, in a yard and on a court. Looks like it's gonna back up. It's taking off. Okay, so what we know is we have an intoxicated person behind the wheel so now we've got uh you've got to protect the citizens out there you got to protect the public in this case so you've got a lot more to go on um with this than you would if it was just a normal traffic stop type thing um a lot of places don't allow pursuits when it's just a simple traffic violation but we've got more than that here so i just calmed down because i don't want to start breaking my house because he will like my daughter wanted to lock the door when he came out but i'm like don't do that he'll bust the window you know he's right here right oh, now, yeah. all the way i worry for her safety when he gets like this he's very temperamental yep. and violent he knocked her down next to the car he's like you're like preaching to the, the choir <laughs> he might be trying to drive somebody might be trying to drive away would she would she it. flee no eventually Another officer was able to intercept it and initiate a traffic stop, observing Noah in the passenger seat. Okay, stop she's the car! Yo, All right, the now car. we actually oh, let him up. Stay, you stay in the car. Noah, come. Oh, you sons of bitches. <laughs> Would you just pay the 15 bucks? <laughs> come here. Come here. I don't. Stay there. Come here. I'm not yelling at you. Okay, so we got a guy that we know from historical uh, <laughs> confrontations. He's he's violent He when he's drunk, and he's obviously drunk, uh, and you're by yourself. So from here, you this is where a lot of us differ. For me personally, I'm going to take his ass down right here and now. There's going to be no guesswork. He's, he's getting taken down. Um, I am not... Uh, big on the taser all the time. If, if I can see his hands, um, I can see his hands here. I, I'm I'm just gonna go for a good old fashioned takedown. I see backup just rolled up, so that's that's me. But what about you, Izzo? You need to Goldberg that son of a bitch. Right? Yes, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. One of the, one of the things that I, this, this is a good video that they have um, with showing his priors, and I talk about this nonstop, where you get a lot of civilians who want punishment through the cops hands on scene because of somebody's uh past and i say now stop noah here could have just sat there taking a flamethrower to that girl's house and burned everybody alive in there and if the cops showed up and he immediately puts the flamethrower down you can't use deadly force unless he goes for it again so many people are like well you should have shot him to stop that behavior from progressing because they knew it this is why use of force is such a dynamic issue that people just don't get so i'm kind of i'm glad that they showed his uh his priors for this because they can based on you if if they never knew him and he goes to spear him no but they could easily say no i've dealt with him 15 times in the last three years yeah i'm not gonna take i i can't uh, deal with him this time yep and every time he's racist towards me because i'm a hispanic officer and tells me he wants to fight me so uh i took the fight to him um josh pointed out that tasers don't do shit in the crap in the winter they don't no, they don't. Those coats are too thick a lot of times. 
and then uh, what's this? And then, and then yeah, then hoping you get good spread. So for those who don't understand how the tasers work, and you see those people like, oh, he was so hopped up on drugs, he was able to fight through the taser. No, the reason they're able to fight through the taser is because they either got poor connection or poor spread. Yep. You need enough spread to create that neuromuscular incapacitation. Is what you're looking for. So. Um, nobody super and it only works with more muscle mass. You get somebody who's fat, doesn't really work that well, doesn't work as well. Yeah, while attempting to take him, why do you not know who you are? (laughs) That's what I would have said. (laughs) Oh, shit. I just would a better one be something like an OC spray or something like that. Hell no, I hate pepper spray. I would have went with pepper spray. (laughs) You can actually, tell us the hate paper actually Tom Smith and, and Dan Murphy from Gold Shield Show, they're making a new one that's uh, it's called Impact Spray. It's a little different. Yes. It doesn't have reactivation. Yeah. Yes, they showed it to me out at um what the hell is the IACP. Um it it's it's got high potential. I like yeah. the way that, that stuff looks. I want to try it. Stop the car! Get out of the fing car! Sorry, I Smith, accidentally you rewound it a little bit. Come here, come here. I don't while attempting to take him into custody, Noah was resistive. Noah made his choice. Yes, he did. Where'd she go? Did the driver broken? I would have been like, bye, we're not here for you anyway. Yeah, so why is he going after her instead of him helping? Yeah, him? I, unless I got an offense for her, I don't, wouldn't give a shit. See ya. Look at what he's doing to me. Baby, I'm not resisting. You know what you're doing? I'm not messing with him. What are you? No. What is, who is he? Foster Mark, You're a piece of I respect a consistent man. <laughs> you are under arrest. You're pissing me off. This is where they need to go hard as hell. I don't care if you break his arm and get behind his back. Here's my thing. I don't arrest people. If you're not compliant, you don't get arrested standing up ever. You're on the ground. Like, I'm dumping you. As soon as you, st- if you're not giving me your arms and your hands, you're going to the ground. Um, In all that's the ways just- to, to try to get what you want, calling the person who's trying to arrest you a piece of shit is probably not the best way to go. <laughs> it gives you enough, uh, you know, gives you enough uh, justification for cranking up on them. That is. I didn't do anything, dude. I'm not doing do anything. Don't relax. Bro, do anything. Here comes the cry state. You are under arrest. Bro, you're, you're under arrest. <sighs> you are under arrest. <laughs> I don't Just comply. I promise the guy that's a case suit. That's my open. Who is that? No. No, no, no. I didn't do anything wrong, bro. No, relax. Getting him in the back seat is going to be a struggle. Bitch. Yep. I can already see it coming. Get, a couple of perennial strikes. Get him in there. You're going to have to have a guy on the other side. the other side of the door. Grab him, pull him through. Yep. What the f*** are you guys dreaming like that for? I got I got I got it. Come here. You can. See, when they get that bad, it's it's fun to try to like see what you can get away with verbally. Hey, man, she's in the back seat already. We're going to set you back there with her so you guys can talk. 
<laughs> See if this shit works. It's my money. Don't touch my money. It's my taxes. Yes, Put my fucking money back. That's my taxes. We'll take care of it. No. That, bro. It smells like marijuana, so we're gonna search it anyways. Nothing. I didn't do nothing. Hey. I was in the passenger seat, and this is why I get treated like. Ow. Let go of my. Wait, wait, wait. Fix my wrist. Fix my. No, no, no. Fix my wrist first. No. Fix no. my wrist first. It hurts. No. Fix it, please. I can I'm sorry. I'm spit socking this guy. He goes, or no, you gotta put him right in. Force him right in. Yeah, well. You see how they're face to face? You just being that drunk alone, you're spitting when you talk, but. It, it, with as combative as he verbalizes, like I, I'm, he's getting spit socked. Baby, 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 please help me! I didn't do nothing wrong. Baby, I'm in the passenger seat. Why the fold him in half? Just yeah. fold him in half. You know, the more I watch him, the more I think he's just a talker. I don't think he. I don't think he's fought at all. Really, he's Noah. Yeah. kind of funny. You might go into the jail. You can't drink, man. You're bound not to drink. I'm not drunk. I go to fucking jail tomorrow. I go to fucking juvenile court tomorrow. Yeah, I'm not him, drunk. Put, put him in the car for now. Take a seat. Ow, 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 ow. Fix it, fix it, fix oh, it, fix it, fix it. No, it hurts. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts. It really hurts. Take a seat. Fix my rest. Please. him in the squad. He was already told by another officer. Put him in. Yep. I'm yep. going to guess that was a senior guy that realized he's going to keep talking unless you get him in the vehicle. Wake up, Doctor, nothing to you. Please fix my wrist. It f***ing hurts. All I ask for. I will stand forward. I don't care. All I ask is you to fix my left hand. Fix my left hand. Baby! She was right on. Now, should the junior officer say, yeah, let's let's uncuff him and let's straighten out his hand and do that? Yeah. Should they do that? They're not made for comfort. Well, the answer is no. What are you talking about her for? Baby! We're not talking about her. We're not talking about her. What are you talking Baby, about? I love you, baby. No, take a seat in the car. Depending we can help you out the best we can, but you got to listen to us, all right? No. Baby! Noah. No. Baby! Noah. Noah, take a seat, please. Noah. This is my f***ing queen. I understand. <laughs> I get it, man. I didn't do nothing wrong, though. Why am I going to the back seat, man? I was just in my mom's house. What did I do wrong? I have to report for five months in jail. This is a Midwest thing. I swear to God, we've had a hundred Noahs in my career. No doubt. So this is a guy that I would typically turn Slayer on all the way to the station. Just so I didn't. Yeah, they have <laughs> in my younger years, uh, uh, and I can only, I think I can, I'm far enough to ad admit this, where I will not get in any trouble. We had the the hard plastic seats in the back, oh, yes. and before the policy was to belt them in, Armorall worked wonders on those back seats. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> or the waffle job, taking the turns a little bit uh, quick. Sliding all, all the way across just a little bit. So we have a major deer problem up here where we're at, and you always have to slam mm -hmm. on the brakes. Exactly. <laughs> Ward exactly. said, "Just put him. Oh my God, put him in the car." <laughs> our our veteran officers are getting frustrated over here. Well, yeah, somebody. Would, if I'm not seen, I grab him by his legs and have the other guy pick him up and just go. We're putting him in now. Yeah, yeah, this absolutely. Is, this is a guy that when he got in a holding cell, you know, have to do your cell checks and everything, but you got to do your cell checks. You just go over that loudspeaker. Are you okay? Every 15 minutes. So yeah. he gets no sleep. You're, you made my life miserable. I'm going to make your life miserable. Why don't you oh. come in here? I'll fuck you all up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. As much as I'd love to keep watching Noah, let's go. Let's go to the next one. Well, we need a Joe Friday. What happened to Noah? 
postscript on this one. They, they did a good job on Noah, especially knowing how bad his history was. So they honestly, they went very gentle with him. And uh, this, uh, that shows they, they, they're not out there hotheads who are all pissed off at somebody. Noah's just a pain in the ass. This is where good cop, bad cop would have come in perfect. <laughs> Actually, we'll go back. I fast forwarded it real a little bit time. to the end when they pull up to the jail. Oh, my God. Why is everybody coming out? You're a little amped up right away. That's okay. I'm not going to hurt nobody. All right. I'll let him know. <laughs> he's calmed down quite a bit now. He's calmed down quite a bit now. Yeah, he's back. Okay, so this isn't typical for those that are wondering. Normally, you don't have all the jail staff waiting for your arrival. So when you have a combative uh, subject in your car, an arrested person, you'll radio ahead to let them know, hey, we got a live one, so you may want to have some more people out here for us. So that's that's what's happening here. The, the jail crew is always so thankful when you bring oh, somebody like it. this. They, they, you know, yeah. I mean, they love it. They, they buy you steak dinner the next yeah. night. I mean, yeah, you just interrupted thing. their Netflix, so... Here. Can you open the door so I can get some breath, please? Yeah. I won't hurt nobody. I know. Oh, you got Sarge out there. Yeah. Man, they got him taken right to county. We had a holding facility. That's awesome. It's gonna be a long weekend. I don't know. Stop the car. I'll be safe. Yeah. Yes, sir. Look, that was good to go. Now. <laughs> right. Hey, quiet. Let's see if. Noah drops the book in the back. What? <laughs> He's so happy. Like Noah. Noah was charged with felony counts of false imprisonment. I like Bail Noah. jumping times two. Misdemeanor counts of resisting, obstructing an officer. Disorderly conduct times two. Battery times two. And criminal damage to property. Lastly, his cash bond was set at $10,000. So for the That's love it? of God, please keep alcohol away from this man. <laughs> I love this page. Visit CodeBlueCam.com. Oh, shout out to CodeBlueCam, man. They always keep it funny, too. I love it. That was a great video right there. I'm, that's the calls that I miss. I know, you know, right? That's common one... what cops deal with. That is the common call that cops deal with. Yeah. And this is why I like doing these videos because I try we don't I I try to read as little about them as I can. So I don't know anything going into them. I want to be as fresh as I can be. Um but all too often it's usually a shooting. Like it it's beyond my control. I just go to these pages and what I get is what I get, but I do look forward to the day-to-day -day call. And this is one of those. This is yeah, one of your I'm, your normal things that we deal with regularly. Nobody got hurt. Nobody used excessive force. Nothing crazy like that. None of these outlier videos that go viral. This is an everyday thing. So it shows how broken the criminal justice system is because a ten thousand dollar bond. Well, what can these cops do aside from dealing with this guy all the time? Because the court system cannot hold him accountable, right? Right. You get some. He pretended once he's got a a public defender. All right, you're on probation. You're on this. You're on this, and you just cannot keep. The fr Here's where the public gets frustrated. Well, why does he keep getting released out? And the, then they, the people want cops to sit there and actually go harder to punish them, and then they can't because they'll get they'll get hum, hamstrung up. So this this is the frustrating part of law enforcement. You're dealing with your regular. Yep. Yep. He. You're right. Frequent flyers. That's what we call them over here. Um, what Josh say? Uh, guy, let's get out of my AO. Let's get away from Minnesota, Wisconsin. And let's go to Chicago, L.A., or New York, something not down the street. <laughs> hey, man, <laughs> it is what it is. We just pick these at random. So 
September 11th, 2022, okay, so police were dispatched to an undesirable case ago? at Here CVS Pharmacy in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. <laughs> Staff reported that a female inside the store refused to leave after being told they were closing. They Okay, so this is a, a debate we've been having recently where I'm at is it's this is a private business. CVS, it's open to the public. Yes, anybody can come in, but it is still considered a private business. So what does that mean? That means that the people that work there can tell you to leave for any reason they deem necessary. It doesn't even have to be reason. They can tell you, I don't want you here. You got to go. And us as officers, that's what we have to live by. That is the law. If you don't leave, then you can be arrested for criminal trespass. Now, in Texas, we have to afford you the ability to go. So when we get there, we're going to go up to the to clerk and be like, is this the person that you want to leave if they're still on scene? And then we're going to say, okay, tell him he's got to go. So we can witness that and they'll say, sir, you're no longer welcome on the property. And now we're letting them leave. If they are like, I'm not going anywhere. Well, now you're under arrest. That's one way. They also advised she had stolen from them before. And it appeared she was about to do it again with approximately $800 worth of cosmetics. Oh, look at she in her The officers told the 23-year-old female, later identified as Adelie, to leave. Okay, so... I'm already judging. I've I've had this um, discussion on the podcast a few times with with people that chime into some of the little quick videos I make. Um, I guess there is a law in certain states with um, concealing is the 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 violation where in texas it has to be you have to go past all points of sale and you have to go outside yep. so then the argument was always well where's all point where's the past the point of the sale is it the register or is it fully outside right for us it's the registers wherever the registers are once you pass the point of the registers you're technically stealing out so, here it's outside because they could still argue well i was going to go back up there to pay for it you can't prove i intend to steal and, and here in Texas, you can also, anybody can stop a shop. Oh, wow. Yeah, buddy. Said, I'm moving to Texas. <laughs> Find me a place, boys. I'm moving to Texas. Got plenty of them. Shoot, go out by where Banning's at. You'll have a lot of land. That's ranches out here, brother. However, she continued to look through the aisle, ignoring them. My automatic thought, knowing that the person's still on scene, they know full well that the cops are going to get called. The, the, I'm dealing with what we would call a 13, a, a mental health issue person. Or she Something. wants a payday. She's looking for you to go hands-on so she can sue your department. Th- you know that is probably more of stuff that happens where you're from. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's your basket right there. Okay. And she's not going to buy that stuff. Well, it's gone. Good. So, sounds like the store doesn't want you. And she looks fucked up on something. Yep, yep. That's what I would call 13. Here, so you're going to have to... Oh, yeah, yeah, we call him 1096. Okay. I don't know if a cop caller. I find What's it that? amazing that no matter where you go in the United States, hey. every CBS looks the same. That's, that's <laughs> aisle one of CBS. Aisle three over there is going to be the detergent. Right? <laughs> and most of the detergent is going to be missing because it's been stolen. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Listen... Put your stuff down and you got to leave. Yes, or else I'm going to ask. Okay. No. Me as an officer, this is the delicate types of calls. I'm not going to slam this person. They're ignoring me. Yes, you can do the whole ask, tell, make. There's something going on. 
You can already tell. It's either drug-induced, it's psychosis of some sort. Uh, oh, there's uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you, you got to kind of use the, do this one gracefully, as I like to say. <laughs> like, it's you're going to go hands-on more than likely, but... Well, what's what's the extenuating circumstances here? Is it drugs? Is there a mental uh, disability in there? You don't know that going in there. You're right. you're pre-qualifying because listen, she's dancing to music that's not playing, but you don't know. All <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Escort you out. Oh my god. Put your stuff down. No, I don't want to. I didn't ask you. I'm telling you, put your stuff down. Oh my. We're leaving. Okay, he's. Kind of doing how I would do it. Yeah. Nope, not gonna let her control the situation. Do what I already told you to do. Grab, give me this stuff. When Adelie was leaving, the store alarm went off due to the merchandise she had concealed. But first, let's hear a quick word from today's video sponsor, Bullet Safe. Bullet Safe offers top quality, affordable bulletproof vests like the VP3, designed for breathability. That's what they're there for. You have activated our inventory control system. Now you just allowed the offense to happen, you dummies. <laughs> Look at this guy's face right here. Yeah, this that'll guy. be their that'll be their defense excuse. Well, you told her to leave, right? He's like, he's like oh, I just pulled yeah. this up. <laughs> this guy's face is like, sorry, what the fuck? Right. Honestly, it's it's on him because the the contact officer is he's doing the talking. Your cashier and who's he's just one of Come here. Come here. Does that mean she took something? Like you asked me to. You know. <laughs> yes, I would agree. You told me to go. I left. No, I didn't steal anything. I didn't. Okay. I didn't. I, what, I, Stop. I didn't steal anything. Then why is your alarm system you going off? Okay, for me right now, cuffs. I'm going to take the bag off while yeah. I control the arms because I'm not cutting people's bags. I hate doing that. It just ends up being a nightmare somewhere what's down the line. Um, what's the legality of searching her person and, and uh, for, for material outside of the the sensor going off? If, if, if that didn't go off, can they search her for stolen property if, there, if there's no crime that she committed at that point? I would argue that the third-party witness saw her stuffing things even gave a dollar amount of $800 worth of stuff. Again, we don't know if that was the amount added up after the call was complete or if it was given over the phone. But I would say here in Texas, I, I got a third-party witness, a credible witness, that stated that they were concealing stuff, and at no time were we able to make sure all that stuff was put back. Well, this, so. this is a no-brainer here because, okay, she walks, you, you're called there, you're there for a purpose. She walks out, sets the alarms off. You have probable cause at least to detain her. And then once she's detained, she's not going anywhere. Game over. Then you can wait for whatever legalities. You call your call a lieutenant, call a captain. That's what they get paid big bucks for. Yep. Let them make the decision. <laughs> that is the best piece of advice right there. Pass it off on them. Yep. Don't take the responsibility. Mm -hmm. Kick that shit up the line every chance mm -hmm. you get. Yeah. <laughs> we are. We're going to. Oh, hey, but I didn't take it off. Me. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to, like I said, cuff, do my pat down, make sure we ain't got any weapons or needles or anything like that. And needles would be a big concern right now. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Get that here in a second. What the fuck are you doing? Stop. 
Don't you fucking do that. Stop. No. You're going to be in cuffs. You're going no, to No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Resisting? Yep. Now that I told you you're going in cuffs and you're putting your hands on me, I've got active resistance. Yep. And, and this is where I go into my, like I've told Izzo and Banning before, I'm a very descriptive person when I'm handling you. Hey, you just put your hands on me. I'm about to put you on the ground. You got one opportunity to put your hands behind your back. And that's it. Now, I've already let you know what's going to happen. What the fuck? Stop. I will kill you. That's fine. Yeah, they ain't gonna kill you. What the fuck are you doing? No. We're done. She then stated she was in a gang called the Gangster Disciples. As a response, the officers exhibit. Yeah, we got him up there. Gangster Disciples. We got Yeah. Do you really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a real thing? It's a, yep. Yep. Red and black are their colors. All right. Yeah. But had no concern and swiftly decentralized her. Do they traffic cosmetics? You're killing me! Where we're at, that's not a use of force, it's just a grounding. Knock it off! You don't even talk like a gangster. I don't think I've heard her swear once. Stop! I hate that term. Stop resisting. Oh my, every time I hear it, I cringe. I know it's necessary sometimes, but... Uh. It does suck, because I've said this in the last time we were on here, that's what we were training in the academy, right? Yeah. You, you say stop resisting for the public's sake, so they hear it. Well, the cop told them stop resisting. Uh, and the problem is, is the, uh, even for somebody who's in impaired like this, you physically cannot stop resisting when somebody's doing something to your body. Your body, your your fight or flight takes over. Yeah, and I like using the verbiage tensing. I was like, quit tensing up, quit tensing up. Like Sounds I, a little uh, bit more natural and less canned if you say that. Yeah. Stop kicking me. Just stop. I love the 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 mild annoyance. It's not it's not a serious fight. They know they've got control over her. It's just simply like it's like talking to a three year old. Like, dude, you're not gonna do anything to me. Quit. Hey, 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 can we talk? No, can we talk? We are far past that. Stop trying to scratch me. I've heard her say that's the third time I heard her say I will kill you. Yeah. Please talk to me. I mean, please talk to me. We are past that. Please talk to me. Guys, talk to me. Guys. You can search me, I promise. I didn't feel anything. You guys can search me, okay? You can search everything. Okay? Guys. Stop talking. I didn't feel anything. Stop talking. You're giving legal advice. Stop! You tell me I'm right out. Stop! You tell me I'm right out. I'll right kill you. Stop! <laughs> 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 she said she's going to kill me no less than eight times during the arrest. <laughs> Another common ah, part. Stop, stop kicking me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just, then stop. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's not that hard. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You're right. You're not. Stand up. Alright, walk. Oh, stop it. Stop it. Why did you walk with me? No, I didn't. No, I'm sorry. Here's one thing you Son need to do before bitch. buying anything online. This is, don't this spend is another a, dime on Amazon until you watch that, that I don't really care for. 
She set off the alarm. She should have been, you check her for weapons, you handcuff her, you call a female officer over a matron or something. They're just, they're asking, right now they're asking for problems that they don't need to get involved with. There's well, I don't know if you noticed the causes. one thing, Kevin, I don't know if you noticed the one thing that cop did when he was responding to her, he started, he gave a little bit of a laugh. And that's a little bit of a problem too. It's like, oh, she said that already a couple times. Dude, don't make fun of that kind of shit when you're on camera like that. Yeah. Yeah, we can because we're sitting back watching from home. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm I'm okay with once the actual resistance started to happen, at least to get them cuffed and pat down for gun um, or needles or stuff like that. But yeah, the the actual search in itself. Oh, did? Yeah. I'm sorry. Really? 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 Sit down. Sit down. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I am. Look out. Did you see the way she got into the car? She's done this before. Yeah, it was a smooth transition. Think someone's done some math today? No. <laughs> None at all. Don't you act like that? So there's this. That's Oh, God. Oh, what's your name? Adeline. Put it by your mouth. What's that? Adeline. Oh, yeah, I get, I get. Disciple. I'm a disciple. I'm a disciple. No, you're not. Okay. Look at my, look, take off my jacket. I'm a disciple. Look, I'm wearing it. I'm okay, wearing my jacket. Take it off. Take, take this off. Okay, I'll hear that's criteria. If somebody has, um. Tattoos? No, if they're, well, if they have, they have to have two, at least it was when I was on, you have to have most people didn't admit this stuff, but if you have two matching criteria, you're wearing colors and you're with an own gang member, you could be entered into leads as a gang member. She's admitting it. Yeah. If she has the necessary colors on or tattoos and she's admitting it, enter in the system as a gang member. Yeah. She's doing it for clout when <clears throat> she does go into the prison system. Now she can go in and she's documented. It'll be on her papers. Mm -hmm. So when she goes in, for those that don't know, one of the first things in, um, what do you want to call it? Prison dynamics or prison culture is they're going to ask the other, other inmates are going to ask to see your papers. They, yeah. Claim? They're going to want to know, are you a, a sexual predator? Are you, you know, violent felon, anything like that. So they're, they're checking you. So when they check your creds, um, I don't know that that's why she's doing this, but it could be. Well, that's something that prisoners do quite often. Okay. In New Jersey, we had one of the most prolific serial killers, in in the history then we richard kuklinski the ice man mm. and i know oh, a lot of, he's I know out a lot. of jersey yeah well he's jersey city uh and i know a lot of guys who worked on his case as a matter of fact in the town i worked in the prosecutor every time you see a, a, a special on him uh, you'll see a guy named bobby carroll bobby's a friend of mine he's now the mars county prosecutor but he prosecuted the ice man so i got to find out a lot of the stuff behind the scenes like the reality of it so here's the truth about richard kuklinski straight from the horse's mouth Richard Kuklinski killed people, but he didn't kill 200. It's probably in the neighborhood to 25 to 30. Now, why would you, why did he say he killed 300? Because he was going into prison for the rest of his life, whether he killed one person or whether he killed 20 person or 200 people. So what's the point? Of it? What's the difference? When he was in prison, it gave him so much credibility. There was two documentaries done about him. There was a movie done about him all because of that lie. And that like, it's, it can never be proven that he, that he killed two, even a hundred people. Um, but you know, they inflate things. So this woman saying she's a disciple, 
makes sense. You know, it's going to, it's going to give her an easier time in prison. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to fast forward a little bit here. We'll make this our last video and chat it up before we cut it off. Read it. Are you watching? Jessica's throwing watching out some movies. some major uh, gang <laughs> stuff. Like I'm learning a lot from what she's saying. I know she doesn't. I told you she didn't curse. You At guys least that, that I noticed. You guys still got a video going? Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm off my meds. Yeah, I'm sorry. So I might have blocked out. I didn't realize it. Hey, did you you said battery to public officer, right? For the what? Sorry. Okay. All right. Perfect. Little thank week. You. Yes, thank you. Natalie was charged with two again? counts of felony threat. <laughs> okay, so um, well, he's going down the charges. Threat to a oh. law enforcement officer. Misdemeanor counts of retail. Okay, threats to the law enforcement officer. Weak. Yeah. She had no oh. intentions of carrying that out. You knew that because you laughed about it. Uh, Theft and resisting an officer. She was released the following day on a $1,000 signature bond. That tells you right there. Two months later. They don't give a shit about the $1,000 Natalie failed to appear in court and a bench warrant was issued. She ended up being apprehended the following week for retail theft once more. For that case, she was released on a $500 signature bond. Since then, Natalie has been arrested seven more times for offenses such as disorderly conduct, threatened bodily harm to a healthcare provider, battery, and numerous drug-related charges. As of today, this gives her a grand total of nine active cases. 23. Jesus. So, listen. She's going to be the regulator when she gets to prison. We are in the business of catching bad guys, and that goes for bad girls, too. And we get threatened all the time. There's a difference between an actual threat, something that may be carried out, and... You know, you're in a little knockdown drag out or they, they, you know, they catch you off guard and slap you across the face one good time, whatever it is. Mm. Yeah, go ahead. Put that assault charge on that dude. But when it's something like this where they're throwing a little third grade temper tantrum because it's drug induced and, and there's no actual credible threat there that they can carry out or even do, let it go. Put it even in the, the report. Don't, it was a joke. Yeah, but don't. Put it in the charges. Because uh, courts get pissed off at that too for the pissing off the police charges. It, right. Yeah. And uh, again, it's just, I'm just trying to save you guys from having to click a few extra tabs on your reports. <laughs> it's not worth it. Um, and, and how petty does it look? Look, we're all sitting here making fun of it. it you know, now how's it going to look to a jury of your peers that you were that? That petty, you like well. If you expect me to believe that you thought this person was a threat, which we know is not the elements of the offense, but it's just it's weak, guys. It's weak. Don't be don't don't put out weak charges. Um, but no, uh, boys, I appreciate y'all being on. Um, I want to make sure we take the the next five minutes to plug what we got going on, and um, we can expect this. Uh, you know, we're gonna try to do this once a week. Keep doing the panel keep having everybody that's tuning in um 
ask their questions, maybe send some videos in they want us to watch, uh, stuff like that. You can't send the, I know this sounds stupid, you can't send the videos um, in the chat here for me to click on because I can't click them through this software that I have. Uh, it doesn't allow me to do that. So you'd have to send like a direct message or an email or something like that for us to check them out. Um, but let's start with uh, Kevin. Kevin, this was your first time on, bud. What do you think? You like it? This was this was interesting. Some of them, uh, you know, it's just like police work. Some some calls were very serious. Some calls were very funny. Uh, brought back a lot of good memories and some bad ones too. Um, thank you guys. I, I appreciate this. Anytime, man. I appreciate your input. It was great stuff. Uh, I'd be more than willing to have you back now that you kind of know how this goes. Um, you'll have your 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 uh, your be prepared a little bit better. Um, I'll pee first. That's yes, what I'll make, do. Make sure you go to the bathroom first. That's yes. important. <laughs> Don't go to the bathroom near the camera. <laughs> uh, Izzo, buddy, pal. As always, your piercing blue eyes. Um, it was hard for me to stare uh, away from them. But hashtag no homo. Yeah, yeah. Um, that you Not know, wrong. That you know of. <laughs> Two former members of law enforcement to. Right. Enjoy and critique videos around a bearskin rug. Right. Two cops share one, don't it? That's what it'll be. That <laughs> change the pronouns. <laughs> My pronoun is Will Ing. Uh, Mr. Pooping Pants. Thanks, Jim. Right. There you go. Old shotgun himself. Uh, Kevin, so you've got a podcast. I want you to want you to plug that a little bit, buddy. So, uh, Suffering Podcast, we're going into our fourth season. We're just wrapping up our third. You can find us on YouTube at The Suffering Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at The Suffering Podcast, LinkedIn, Twitter, Clapper, which is one that I like. It's kind of an alternative to TikTok. Also TikTok. And uh, my Instagram is RealKevinDonaldson. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it, man. We're just doing our thing. Hell yeah. What's the, uh, what is the premise of your podcast, for those wondering? So both me and my partner, Mike Felace, we were involved in police shootings and kind of took us in some dark spots. Um, me personally, um, multiple suicide attempts, drinking, rehab, you know, you name it, you name it. I ran the gambit. Um, once I came through, the way I was able to come through is to, re especially as I was going through retirement, to reach out to other officers who are struggling with the same thing. That's what got me better. You know, it's if I can help enough people, maybe I'll be able to save myself type of thing. But as time moves on, I started to uh, realize that that's my strength. I used to hide it from everybody because I was very embarrassed about the way that I reacted to it. But now it's my strength and I lead with it. The show reaches out and it's basically just how to overcome adversity from all different walks of life, not just law enforcement. Uh, although we, are, we will always be very heavily law enforcement slated. Um, and you find some great tools. Like here, we have some fun doing it, but we also get into some serious conversations. It's been one of the greatest joys of my life. Yeah, there you go. That's Kim D from The Real Housewives. Um, she, she, believe it or not, she has her own her own issues. It's been it's been such a, a remarkable experience to sit down and talk with these people in a long form discussion. Have uh, to get these things out, and you just you, you have all these new friends, people you can call on and resources. But what this show has really done is um, I have a group of friends now that have true help. So when somebody reaches out through the podcast, um, I'm able to put them in front of the right people. I don't know. I'm not, a, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a therapist, but I do know a lot of them. And I do know some people that can get the genuine help. And that, this show has gotten 
more people into therapy, rehabs, or mental health facilities than, than I can count. But what you do understand is the hurt. Oh, I do. I do. I've been there. Mentally, believe what's going on. I, I've been there, you know. And if any of these other guys that are watching that are in law enforcement never said that they've had the, the herd of what's going on and what we do out there every day, they're, they're, they're fucking lying. Um, unless they're just a, a pogue and they're not going to calls, but you, I'm with you, brother. And I appreciate yeah, what you're doing. I, I love it. You know, this is, the, so I left a job that gave me purpose, right? I went to work one day, went home, was no longer an officer. This show has given me new purpose because it's just continuing that oath of office I took on on June 19th, 2001, which is, you know, I took my oath of office. I, I took it till the day I die. So uh, I can no longer be a police officer and help people that way. But at least I can help people this way. Um, uh, <laughs> my wife will have a different story about it, but um, it, it's it's time consuming, but it's incredibly rewarding. Excellent. I appreciate it, sir. Um, Izzo, buddy, pal. Let's yeah, plug dude. you. Let's plug. Look at that handsome look gentleman, that man, with my mug. Yeah, no, you can find me at the Rants of Izzo show, rantsofizzo.com. That's rantsofizzo.com. It's a live stream of consciousness show I do every Monday through Friday, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Spreely Media Network. We cover everything from porn to politics uh, going into our fifth year. And, um, yeah, I, <laughs> I stay away from the law enforcement sometimes stuff because I, I like – keeping it fun and light and then once i start critiquing law enforcement videos i turn into an ass so <laughs> i don't think you turn into an ass it's relevant it's relevant uh perspective based on years of experience i appreciate that so i i love it and that's what's cool about the law enforcement side of things is that i like to point out just because Izzo does it one way it doesn't mean that my way is now wrong it's just they both can work so that's what's fun about it. I, I like those discussions. But um, okay, let me get this one off here. And uh, Mr. Banning, sir, what you got? Man, my whole purpose in life right now is to humanize the badge, and that is a that's a big title, right? So the whole reason I even created this LinkedIn was to to show that we're all human, and we hear this in the in the, in the job that we do or did in the recent past. Um, we get criticized so much on mainstream media. And all I try to do is go out there and show I'm no better or no worse than anybody's out there. And we're out here to do a job. We took an oath and we're out there to, to help people. So what you guys are doing are, are it's frigging outstanding. And uh, that's all I'm trying to do is just humanize the badge. Every time I come online with something. Excellent. I got a uh, bannings. Uh, <laughs> our live is currently on his LinkedIn, but look for that big cheese eating smile there. Uh, you'll, you'll see. <laughs> see that guy but um no fellas uh we're right here at the two hour mark um we usually stop right about there i think it was great everybody i appreciate y'all's feedback please go to any of the two cops one donut stuff it will be either all spelled out um two cop you can, actually if you just head to our website which is about to change we we're getting the website updated um it's got it's a little little dated um but you head here and you can see all of the things that we have to offer our LinkedIn, our Facebook, our YouTube, all of, all of those things to listen or watch. We are doing stuff all the time. The one thing you guys can do to help all of us across the board here, and it doesn't cost you a thing, just go either hit subscribe or follow. Um, it's free, it's quick, and it does really help us out. And it lets us, it gives us a good message that we're doing the stuff that you guys want us to do and talk about, um, 
Otherwise, you guys will just start leaving and nobody will be paying attention. And then it'll just be us four sitting here staring at each other talking, which I, I like you guys. I would do that regardless. Fine by me. Yeah. I might kick Banning out. <laughs> I think we're exceeding the size limit with him. So, uh, <laughs> hashtag diet for 2024. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Everybody else, appreciate you. Have a good night. Thanks for watching.